everybody welcome into the good buddies anime review it is our first episode like this this is our first of the switch from the traditional podcast that we've been doing over the last year uh-huh. uh we're we're pretty excited about it and we're gonna go over made in abyss this week now if you want a really thorough in-depth dive there is one on the channel boy, or, oh boy. The or whatever uh, audio site you're on you you'll be able to find one there for made in abyss but it's gonna be a little shorter yeah we we thought this would be a good entry point for us to really fill it out and and get this format down so we appreciate you hanging out with us and it allows to give us a more visual youtube approach to it who am i talking to we right get, now uh, a lot of we're talking to the good buddies but who are you and i'm your good buddy roger and i'm your good buddy brandon and that's your good buddy brandon over there <laughs> Yeah, man, we'll we'll fill this little intro out, but We're making I, it work. I'm pretty excited to get this review stuff started. I think it'll allow for we have a lot of viewers on YouTube, so it'll allow for more of a fun experience there yeah, man. as opposed to just a be a static good image. So what we're going to do is we're going to be taking anime, and this week we are going to be going over, like I said, Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's a good litmus for us to to fill out the style, and we will be giving it a rating of the top score. And amazing, and everything from that oh is Anna most definitely, Anna maybe, Anna may, and Anna maybe not. <laughs> and Brandon, do you want to do you want to tell them how we kind of break down the points for this? How we come up with those scores? Yeah, sure, bud. So we basically, I mean, we we got we got two different we got two different systems. One informs the other. So basically, it's a it's a scale of ten stars or so uh, possible, wherein each of the following things has a possible two stars we can give it: story and setting one or two uh or we can do halves and stuff characters slash development of said characters we got art and animation we got the soundtrack and then the final quality is that je ne sais quoi that little that special something roger what does that mean that i don't know what i don't know what i don't but know what it's a it's kind of our as we were discussing beforehand it's our good buddy's wiggle room it yeah. could be like maybe we maybe there was something about this, you know, maybe the animation wasn't so great on a show or maybe the develop quick characters weren't so developed or something, or there was something we didn't like, but we couldn't stop watching. It was like, it just was captivating. There, and that's, yeah, that's some room for us to throw. That it we didn't point. know what we can't really explain, yeah. but it or gives us... maybe it could go the other way. And right. we really, everything was great, but there was something about that kind of bummed us out or bugged us. Yeah. yeah we Too many panty shots. Yeah. That would be my main reason. Yeah. <laughs> But based on those, we do then have the, uh, as as Roger already said, the, the different uh, titles we would give it. Yeah, is this show an amazing or is it Anna? Meh. Yeah. So it'll it'll kind of give you give you an idea of what we thought about it, and then of course afterwards we will let you guys know, you know, who we recommend the anime for, mm-hmm. and our final thoughts on the series. And we're gonna try to do these all of these reviews as spoiler free as possible. Yeah, we'll give now, you like a little brief like right. Here's what the show's about, but not go into too many details. And if you have never tuned into the show before, uh, typically this is a is a long, full style podcast. Yeah, a little short. Now, on if you're listening on iTunes or uh, Google Play, any place like that, 
you will be getting the full podcast. So we're going to do mm-hmm. a review first, and mm-hmm. you'll get full podcast. Now, on YouTube, you'll be getting this, and a couple days later, I will have this will be the anime review, and we will have an anime ramble out after that. So everything that happens in the podcast so after the review, yeah, you will get all of our all of our news, any questions that get sent in to us. What have we all, been watching? Yeah, what have stuff. we been watching? All the all the fun uh, talking stuff that we used to do kind of at the beginning of the episode is now going to the, to the end, and you'll have a whole ramble video for that, in which there will be a static image for for that video as well. And that's just to make sure that everybody that wants to hear all the the entire podcast, no matter where you listen, you will have a full opportunity of listening. For sure. So, you want to get to this? Yeah, man. Let's get right into this. Made in Abyss. Uh, it's pretty cool. Well, yeah. you want to start? Let's start with a little overview. So this whole thing takes place uh, in the city of Orth and in the Abyss, which uh, the city of Orth surrounds. So yeah. basically, this is... Orth was is it? a big island. Orth is a big island in the... Uh, Ocean of Baelisk, Baelisk, something like that, Baelisk, uh, and there's, it's like, it appears to be an island that, like, looks like a big crater surrounding mm-hmm. this massive hole that is a th- roughly a thousand meter diameter hole with, and it's at least 20,000 meters deep, and that is the titular abyss. Right. Uh, so the show itself involves uh, a young girl named Rico, who is once one of these people, she's very young, like, we're talking, like, preteen little baby girl i think she's like what 11 or 12 in they say in episode two or three i think but she is very young yeah she's very very young and she is what's called a uh delver or cave raider depending Mm -hmm. on whose translation you're watching but uh basically this is these are people who go into the abyss and they find these artifacts and there's a lot that like we've watched the whole thing in sub right currently the dub is still ongoing and it's not bad yeah but there's a lot that never gets really explained with this stuff. Like there are things they find that like, you know, where did all these artifacts come from? This thing was apparently discovered like almost 2000 years ago and they're still just finding stuff and there's yeah, not a whole lot of explanation go out for how on it got digs there. And essentially, I guess essentially what we would call an archeology span dig or whatever. Sure. They send the people out for that. And often they'll lift stones and they'll find skeletons in a, in a prayer position. And they're always in that same position. So what's that about? Yep. There's there's bits later where you see like you know different structures and even even vehicles and modes of transportation down there that like how did this get here? It's it's pretty wild stuff and it's stuff that you know there there is conformed of course there's going to be a, another season of this so maybe we'll get some answers but it's pretty wild stuff. Um, but the big kicker for this one is that for one reason or another we have Rico and we also have Reg who is like our second main character and without getting too spoilery they're going down there to do stuff and find stuff yeah the big kicker of this thing is that if you go down and then try to go back up depending on how deep you went you're gonna have some sickness possibly some bleeding possibly some straight up death so it's they call it the curse of the abyss and that's really the crux of the show is how dangerous this is the the show we should point out uh if you watch it on um what is it funimation not not funimation on high dive or whatever uh on verve we watch it uh it is in for mature despite being very cutesy these are adorable little chibi characters it is, it is deceptive Yes. Uh, I actually looked at a comment on the first episode and someone was like, why is this rated it mature? You it gets keep there. watching. It gets there. <laughs> but it uh, it is it is not. I mean, it, it is very deceptively cute. It is not for the faint of heart, guys. And that's something we can get into later. But do you want to get into some specifics on the story and setting characters development, that kind of stuff? Or? Sure. Absolutely. So what do you think about the story and setting, bud? 
Um, so the way the story is is all laid out, and it we we like I said, we have watched this to mm-hmm. completion in the dub. Um, uh, sub. in the sub, excuse me. Uh, the dub, like Brandon said, is still coming out, and we kind of wanted to give some insight on. That's one thing that we didn't get to give insight on on the full reviews because there was no dub at the time. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to talk a little bit on that dub. But as far as the story goes, it's it's very well paced. Mm-hmm. Um, the setting of it, I love. Yeah, the everything you see in there is there's just so much attention to detail. Somebody really, mm-hmm. it feels like the world was really cared about, yeah. and and there I, was a ton of thought put into. The I think show. like one of the first things we said about it on when we were talking about it, and like something I've seen a lot of folks online say as well, is that it feels like it feels like a video game. It feels like Final Fantasy. Right. Like there's so much, and the the design of it, the way that it's all built and structured, it's it's really cool. Um, the setting, just like this, fairly like there's obviously like some fairly advanced technology what with these pulley systems and stuff or these elevators and whatnot that go up and down this thing but it's also like kind of this old world feel to it like you know maybe steam engine kind of stuff it's not nobody's walking around with a cell phone is what i'm saying um but yeah it's it's really fascinating the way they put it together uh so yeah i i really i'm really into it man um you got anything else to say about that <laughs> just yeah it, well i mean even things with like um the way they they have thought out as you go once they enter into the abyss, mm-hmm. you know the different things that happen to you. Oh yeah, there's there's also talking about the setting, like the abyss itself as they're going in. It's a whole new world. Like yeah, it's, and it's not only that; it's leveled. There's yeah. different tiers to and it that each, each one is each so level, different. Yeah, yeah. looks uh, vastly different than the other. Yeah, it really feels like you're progressing through. Like I mean, I'm gonna keep saying video game, but that's what it feels like. Right, and and the I guess the thing the the curse of the abyss, the the different things that happen to you don't happen to you as you go down. No, only but as, as you try, you to, try go to return from the abyss. Yeah, that's when you get a messed up. Yeah, and you get real messed up. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys. You know, y'all y'all get to figure out all of those for yourself. I don't want to spoil any of that for you, but. I mean, just know that like the abyss is its own uh, foreboding entity. It is, it is yes, crazy, yes. and that's that's another like piece of the setting that it's just that you know that's where you're gonna tell that most of our story yeah. is going to happen. There's, I mean, the abyss is like at a certain point becomes its own character, but it, it, it is really impressive with mm-hmm. all of the other stuff, the the slums and the orphanage and everything around the island and how it works. They give you tons and tons of details mm-hmm. on that before mm-hmm. you even get. To where your main setting is going to be it's a fascinating it, it's program just, yes it is it is excellently executed and i i can't say enough good things about it very well designed how about the characters and development of said characters now yeah the characters are they're great they it's, it's just like the setting there's a whole lot of thought that went in even to the very minor characters they mm-hmm. feel like individuals my boy shiggy yeah it's it's hard to forget a lot of them and but <laughs> you know and you know your main characters rico and and reg they're they're extremely well put together mm-hmm. as well. Very much so. The Reg has a sense of amnesia about him. There's a sense of forgetfulness. Yeah. Um. And and they execute that very well. And he continue. He maintains until the the event happens where they're going down to the abyss. Mm-hmm. He maintains, you know, a whole almost an entire different life yeah. than, than what he probably has lived before. And we, they, I didn't mention that in the setup, but yeah, that's that's one thing they tell you like in the very beginning when they meet Reg is that he is not 
straight up human. He appears to be some kind of robot or mm-hmm. something, possibly one of these relics from the abyss. Correct. Obviously, he would be the most advanced one probably that anyone's found. Um, but yeah, that's where he appears to have come from. And he comes up here and he shows up and Rico finds him passed out. And she's just like, what the heck? They managed to wake him up and he doesn't know anything, who he is, why he came up here, if he is from the abyss, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's, it's fascinating stuff. And that's a lot of the mystery of the show is from that. And like just the, yeah, the, the way they develop these characters, the way they designed them, Rico is kind of like a she, typical like go getter. She's a tough cookie, yeah, she, wants to go down there and she, stuff. And they, 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 she's like spliced with like almost the, the mad scientist. Yeah. She's a little, no kidding. <laughs> Like uh, like there there's a bit fairly early on where she talks about like trying to figure out what's up with Reg and yeah they're they're doing oh boy. she's doing a very thorough study of him yeah no kidding uh talks about how his skin while uh fairly smooth and rubbery uh is very strong and resistant even to drills and fire and Reg is like drills and fi- what <laughs> like yeah it's, there's, there's it's an great incident stuff. with a stick oh god it is a <laughs> A um, ruler, also, I think. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, and just the ridiculous. There's some ridiculous stuff put in this too. Yeah. Um. And and I can see an argument being made for it being unnecessary, but I can also see an argument for it adding a little humor in. Yeah, Particularly yeah, yeah. in the like this. This show has a fascination with Reg's penis. Yeah. The fact that he has one, first of all, because he is a robot. Like, there's even a bit like the first person to mention it is Reg. Yeah. There's a bit where he just woke up and he's, and he's like, like What's looking that at himself. For? He looks down. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, and you get your side characters. You get uh, Shiggy and and all the kids in the orphanage. You got Nat. Nat was uh yeah yeah like Rico's best buddy. Mm-hmm. Um. And and all those characters are are really well done too. They all feel like individuals. They're all uh they all look different from each mm-hmm. other. That's a that's a thing. And I guess we can talk about this a little bit in the man- animation part. But they all look unique. Now there is like a classic animation thing that was like. Uh, the a good way method of a good way to tell character design is can you tell the characters apart just from their silhouette, and for most of them I would say yes, but there's a few. The fact that like most of the kids do have a similar like giant head, tiny body design, they look like little GBs. Sure, it gets a little that, that makes meh. sense, and and I I can see that, and I kind of disregard it for this. Yeah, because they're uh they do a lot of stuff, and I mentioned this in the the larger breakdown. Uh, they do a lot of stuff with color in this anime. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Yes. Are we talking about art and animation now? Uh, yeah, let's we'll, we'll move right into art and animation. All the all the characters and everything. I can't say just the characters. Everything is expertly done and colored. It is beautiful to look at. I I often describe it as it's very Ghibli esque. Mm-hmm. Um, this this feels like it could be a Studio Ghibli movie. Absolutely. Now, it's, it's absolutely it might not have the, the the budget that that you know one of those movies has, but you can you feel it in there. It yeah, has, for sure. It, it there, exudes that style. In that first in that first episode, it goes. There's no opening. Goes straight into it, and then like there's a bit when pretty early on, like five minutes in maybe, where Rico finds Reg and whatnot, and the credits start playing like over the show. It it does feel like an actual. It's very cinematic. It feels like a movie, and the the actual. There's a bit at the end of that first episode where they're just looking out upon this island city with this giant hole just going straight through the middle of it and the sun's rising. That is one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. things I've ever seen. It's absolutely glorious. The show is really pretty and the animation is very smooth. And yeah, I'm feeling it, man. It's it's good stuff. Um, 
but yeah, it, it is. You're absolutely right about the color design and just everything about even their little like their outfits they wear are so well designed with like they look like Rico and uh, Nat. It starts with them going on a dig and they look like they look like little safari people like they got back giant backpacks. They're as big as them and these little, you know, the 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 pith helmets and whatnot. <laughs> it's they're just adorable the whole show. And it's so it's so pretty. Yeah. It's it's, just so it's, it's really 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 nice looking. I I can I can think of of very few things that I've watched that that have like this level of detail. Just any given way that they can chalk detail detail into the show, mm-hmm. they do. It is loaded with it. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't say enough good things about how good the show looks. It is very pretty. It is it is really pretty to look at. And particularly these these different. Um areas that they end up in as they go through the abyss they right. are it oh, and is, the and it the, is a, it the is life forms they encounter fascinating to watch yeah like yeah yeah the 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 different like beasties and monsters and stuff yeah. that they run into i mean i'm gonna keep saying video game it feels like a freaking video game. it really it's does so cool it does it's just so cool um how about that soundtrack bro that soundtrack is amazing now the guy that worked on a lot of this kevin pinkin yeah yeah kevin pinkin is his name and um Really, in the first episode, I didn't notice this. I had to go back. I went, I went from high dive on Verve, all the way back to Amazon, where I originally watched Made in Abyss, to make sure that this wasn't something that I just glossed over. Mm. Um, the very first song that you really hear whenever mm. that uh, they kind of go out and start looking at things, Rico first finds Reg. Mm-hmm. Um, the song is called Underground River, and it's mm-hmm. all uh, the the lyrics are English. Yeah, and I did not notice. It. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> it's notice so that pretty. before. That song's rad. There, that is one of the the one of the two big songs from the thing, Underground River, and the other one being uh, also played in that first episode later on, I believe, uh, called Hanazeve Karadina or something. Uh, might be pronouncing that wrong, and it's totally cool if I am because it is, in fact, a made-up language that they're singing in. Uh, we talked about that in our in our longer review, but yeah, it's... Uh, the, the music is really great. Um, like, it, it has the perfect, like... They bring in like the guitars and the drums when stuff when action's going down and when it's like more chill. You have these very these these ballads and these sweeping melodies that ah, oh, it's just good. It's just good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, and and Kevin Pinkin, he he was kind of he was inspired by uh, his music style is inspired by video games. It's from uh, he's he was inspired particularly from a, a track that came from uh, from Metroid Prime. Nice. And the the my boys got pen, taste. Uh, Pendrana drifts. Kids got taste. Yeah, and it's the music doesn't feel like it's a backdrop. No, when it they feels kick like that music up, yeah. it is in the foreground. Mm-hmm. It's not just some loop. It's not just something that you passively miss. Mm-mm. You you it sinks into you. it is, it, it's way 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 well produced yes it's very it's very good it's very beautiful uh i'm super yeah i'm gonna keep saying i'm into it but yeah I'm very into yeah it. The show's i mean kind of if, amazing. You, if you watch the if you watch the the longer the longer haul of this whole review, you get to hear us really geek yeah, out over it um but the music even the background music that is mm-hmm. supposed to just fade mm-hmm. in is all really really put together and it yeah and it is available every, on spotify and it you, is. you know i've been listening to it, it fits every <laughs> single setting that it's in there's nothing that feels out of place yeah 
it's it's i mean my dude is inspired by video games and he essentially made like a really good video game soundtrack because not unlike when i listen sometimes i'll I'll put on like you know uh just the the soundtrack from like you know final fantasy 7 or 9 or Mm -hmm. something those games i love and each track i'm like oh this is when that thing happened oh this is when that moment was and we had that big fight or when i was running from this thing you can get that same feeling listening to the soundtrack for this show, man. It it's it's uncanny, man. It's yeah. really great. I, I I go back to like the Silent Hill soundtrack yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akira Yamaoka and stuff like that. And that's what like you know those You're like games. Like Zelda. <laughs> uh, those games are are really memorable to me, probably largely because of how much I love that music that was in yeah. those games. Uh, you know, not to take away from them being excellent games. Right. Silent Hill and two and three are, are two of my favorite games, but that music with it, yeah, it they, it, they, it really bumps it from like a a great game to an extraordinary something, right? And that's that's what the music does here. They, yeah, they kept, it, freaking it just, nailed it. It takes man. it up another level. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, you want to talk about some genetic? Yeah, the so the the extra stuff that we I just for me, if I have one gripe about this, it is it is how. Because they don't really, there's like one or two moments when you can argue that, like like we said, like this stuff is unnecessary or whatever. Right. Or maybe they were trying to add a bit of humor. There are bits that are like, eh, it, feel, it feels kind of weird. Yeah. Specifically like one of the, you, you see this happen, you don't see anything of course. But like, for example, in the orphanage where... Um, where uh, Rico lives... Uh, and apparently in the manga, this is... A lot more explicit. Yeah, the the main in the method anime of, they tactfully cover it up. Yeah, the, for the main most part. the main method of punishment if you do something wrong is rather than like hurting you physically, they it's a humiliation thing, and they just literally string you up naked, hanging yeah. from a rope from the ceiling. So like, haha, how embarrassing, which is pretty messed up. Yeah, and yeah, kind of weird, weird that you see that happen. And it and and there are times in there where it does. I won't say it entirely feels like they're trying to to sexualize the characters or like Rico in particular. Yeah. But I could I could see the argument being made and somebody yeah. trying to validate it. It, it feels I there don't are bits I don't feel particularly weird. feel that way myself. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you know it could be just chalked up to adding a sense of realism to the characters. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the one moment I can remember in particular. Uh, that I won't really say any details on because it's pretty far toward the end of the this 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 series. But there's a bit where it is just Rico and Reg, and it does feel very intimate mm-hmm. in in a way that is again not explicitly not explicitly sexual, but definitely an intimate moment between these characters that feels like kind of weird. But it's yeah. mostly just because. They're so young, and you're watching it. Really? Like, yeah, that's what it. You the know, thing like, is, if if, like you, if you tacked a few more years onto them, it probably wouldn't be as. Well, weird. I mean, even then, it's not. It's not. I don't think you even have to tack the years because the thing is, you got to realize that it's in that moment. It's just them. So that's a completely different thing. Right. Like it's just them. So and they don't. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but there there are bits that yeah, it made me feel kind of. Eh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm I guess I'm a little more leathery whenever it comes over to you know sure. to stuff like that, um, but I you know like I'm not I don't have my eyes closed or anything like I can I can see like I said somebody could make the argument and I could understand it yeah whether or not I feel that way 
or I want to, you know, say that, yeah, this these characters are definitely sexualized or they're put into these intimate settings that are completely unnecessary. I feel like the show wastes very little momentum. Yeah, yeah. No, it's There's, mostly just like the, the, the main crux and the main portion of the show is just them dealing with these, you know this this horrible shit they're having to go yeah. through as they go deeper and, and deeper in and this that's kind of like as as it gets worse you know and like we said it, it starts getting pretty heavy it, it's their bond you know those all those intimate moments that built in that really really drive the spike deep and make you you feel for these characters sure. yeah i think it all kind of adds to it and like i said the manga does does explicitly show more to where i yeah. can definitely say I'm that, not reading that. Yeah, people people would certainly can make the argument there. In this anime, not so much. Because I think it's pretty tactfully done. Sure. Everything is covered. You know, they, they have your main points. But, you know, the what you see is, is nothing outside of really, you know, mostly innocent. I would say, you know, this would be TV PG stuff. Sure. You need parental guidance. Now, but... What happens later on in the show, that's just talking about those scenes in particular. Mm. What happens in the show, no, I absolutely would not say this is TVPG. Oh, no, there is there is definitely, oh, boy. Like, that's, that's the thing is, like, it's one thing to look at these characters and argue whether or not they're being sexualized. There are other moments that get gruesome. Yeah. And there is no other way to describe it. Yep. At horrifyingly so and that might be uh, you know to some that might be more disturbing than the the brief sense the brief scenes of intimacy with, yeah let's not with let's not like no spoilers but they earn that mature tag with a level of 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 of, of gore that is not that you oh man these are children and they gonna get hurt yeah uh moreover there's even like even the psychological and emotional bits of it there are mm -hmm. there's a straight up mercy killing without giving too much away yeah like it gets rough yeah it gets uh, heavy it gets very heavy and and that's one thing you got to be prepared for so if yeah. we're if we're going to like who 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 should avoid this or who should watch this i feel like it's a thing that anyone i would recommend this to damn near anybody yeah but boy oh boy if you can't handle watching a very cute some very cutesy kids get very badly hurt you gonna want to avoid yeah, this i one. would i would put this at teen plus yeah to the to the point that again i, I said this before when we were doing our like more in-depth several episodes run of it uh my good buddy ali sent me a message on facebook saying hey have you got to this episode yet? And I say, no. And she says, well, just be ready. And if you need to talk about it, hit me up. Cause, <laughs> and she was not wrong. Yeah. It was heavy. Yeah. Really but heavy stuff. I, I think, you know, the shout out to my good buddy, Allie, the whole, <laughs> the whole spin on it or whatever this, the, the good buddy wiggle room, if you will, the genesis equa. I'd probably dock a point. I, I don't think I would dock any points at all. I, I, I'm going to dock one just because. Dock one point? Okay, yeah, that's fine. because there were some bits that made me like, eh. And, and like I, I said, up you know, I think this will be a, a, a reoccurring theme a bit, too, because I am a bit more insensitive. I don't know if that's the right word that I want to use or not. I'm but, so desensitized. Yeah, I, I desensitize is good. It's got to be absolutely raunchy. I've, I've watched a lot of them <laughs> booby animes. I've oh, seen no, plenty. Roger, um, no. 
And this didn't... I just felt like everything done was built in a manner that was to make the other scenes more impactful. And I can't fault anything for that. As a matter of fact, I will... You know, I'm going to give it the plus two points because that's how much... I I am willing to say that this is my favorite anime of this entire year. Well, it came out last year. Last so. year, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's it was my it was a anime lot of that I've watched this year. It was a lot of people's favorite to the pa- uh, yeah. favorite of the past year. It, it topped a lot of lists, and yeah. So let's go down the list, bud. Uh, what are you giving it on story and setting? On story and setting, how many stars? Um, uh, two. All right, character. Uh, I also gave it two stars. Character development, two. I also gave it two. Art and animation, two. I gave it two as well. Soundtrack, two. Also two. And je ne sais quoi, the Wiggle Room, two. I gave it one. I'm giving it a. I mean, I thought this anime was damn near perfect. I dock a point. It, it really built me into wanting to see what comes later. It has made the the wait for it, you know, like painfully long. Yeah, wanting to know and like avoiding spoilers because you know I don't I don't want anybody to tell me what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't definitely don't see... che- definitely don't check that wiki page. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got one spoiler and I was like no. Nah! And there you go. I, I do not want to get any more of this until I can watch it and and really bring in the medium that I prefer, you know, that I saw this in, that I really enjoy it in. So and let me ask you, Roger, I gotta know. What do you what do you call this one? On a scale of of Let's animation, let's break it down. From the bottom to the top, what would you call it if it was terrible? If if it were terrible, I would say Anna maybe not. It's maybe not terrible. Maybe it's oh it's not awful. That would be that'd be a solid anime. I mean, maybe it's perfectly average. You say it's it's right I would in the say middle. Say that's an anime. Well, if it's like a, above average, it's pretty good actually. It's, it's actually quite well. Uh, an animos definitely. But if it was perfect, if it was that that two star for every single point, which this that one I was, did give it yes, it is amazing. This anime is amazing in my opinion. I would I would have to also call it amazing. Uh, despite my dock of one point, it's a nine out of ten for me personally. Uh, that's an average of nine and a half out of ten between your good buddies. Yeah. and I think that is pretty good i i quite enjoyed it and i would recommend it to anybody that is uh a teen or older and if you're a fan of the studio ghibli movies and stuff like that the mm-hmm. miyazaki movies mm-hmm. uh you you will probably really like this as well it's it's very well done it's a very good adventure story it's a very good you know in in some senses it's you know these kids are growing up rico's growing up but she's not grown enough to the where she can't make mistakes mm-hmm. and it just has just everything dude that world is so amazing it's something you feel like you could you really invest your feelings into this world as well and you really want to spend that time to learn that lore and seek in every little detail that they give yeah man it's good stuff. so if you're if you're into doing things like that if you're into like a heavy lore story and very beautiful animation and really good characters you're you're gonna like this mm-hmm I, but, I can't. I couldn't agree more. I yep. think it's. I think it's. Yeah, for sure, the best thing I remember watching in in recent memory. And yeah, it's hard to. I, I can't say enough good about it. It's just very, very good. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can deal with those things we said. Right. Absolutely. And I think that is it for our very first episode of the Good Buddies Anime Review. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you were watching on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on iTunes or anywhere else, uh, leave us a review and leave us, you know, the max stars, however many they give. Mm-hmm. And uh, stick around if you're listening on the audio podcast on iTunes or something. We're about to go into the ramble. If you're on YouTube, uh, stay tuned for a couple of days. Subscribe to the channel, like I said, and we will be back on with the rest of the show. 
So be sure to leave your thoughts and everything in the comments below as well. We definitely want to know what you thought about this anime too. Yeah. And if you have any, if you have any points to point out on the, you know, the the sexualization or, you know, lack if, thereof. Yeah, lack thereof. Throw it all out there. We want to hear all of it. But see you guys later. Y'all have a good rest of your day, and uh, I hope you check out the random the. the can't r- talk. No, I can't talk, man. This is the first episode, dude. I got them jitters. Bad boy. I got them jitters. Trash check boy. out the ramble later, and. Here we go. We're into the ramble now. Oh, God. We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. So if you're on the audio podcast, you're getting this all into one giant. This is just for you. Giant length. And here's where the it's, fun comes It's a in. secret to everybody. Here's, here's, where we, here's where we talk about everything else. We can give some further thoughts on this series. Bro. I don't think we really have to give many further thoughts on this series. You can go check out the, the bigger podcast of yeah. this, if you will. The three episode breakdown. I feel like we nailed it. But let's. Yeah. I do want to. Can we start with a new segment? Yeah, man. Let's bust out a new segment. What is this new segment? It's anime news, breaking reports. Actually, mostly stuff from a week ago, but we didn't talk about it last week. So here yeah. we are. Uh, got a couple news stories I wanted to break down, like cool stuff in the anime headlines. Yeah. Uh, dealing with animes and, and there whatnot. Is, there is some crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, m- you a actually lot of this, brought a couple you, of things up to me that I didn't know about. A lot of this y'all might already be aware of because some of it did come out like last week and also we're recording this putting out tomorrow so you can just read. But let's talk about some stuff. Uh, first and foremost, I want to bring this one up. Hey, hey, Roger. Mm-hmm. Tell Shinji to get in the fucking robot. Get in the goddamn robot, Shinji. Evangelion. All the time. Evangelion is coming to Netflix, y'all. Uh, the full series plus the movies, Death and Rebirth and End of Ava. Uh, some big stuff. It's pretty rad because that is a series that unless you were willing to go out and shell out the money for... The, the Platinum Collection, pretty much. Yeah, and it is hard. I guess you can get the, the individual DVDs. I don't is, know which one's more expensive, but yes, they're all expensive. It is not easy to watch legally. Um, yeah. And obviously, like, you know, if you're a fan, you want to support these things legally so that you can you know you right. can support them, i do have my platinum collection of you there. do indeed and i do have uh death and rebirth and i do have the end of evangelion and my, all three rebuild movies my dude's a real and on blu-ray <laughs> i mean isn't the last one coming out in like two years 2020 uh, right yeah it's it's supposed to be coming out so it should have come out two years ago oof, oof. i've been waiting dude i've been sweating that for the 4.0 or 4.44 whatever they're yeah, gonna man. call that i, I think i think the la- the last i saw was 3.0 plus 1.0 <laughs> Yeah, Which it's is something like, like that. Come like, on. Come on. Hey, they're having a good time. But let's talk about this. Uh, pretty cool. I will say right now, go ahead and shred up my anime fan club card. I've seen the show mm-hmm. once. Okay. I don't remember a lot of it. I've never watched those movies. Okay, well, the movie, the the uh, Death and Rebirth. I got to the end. Those, Everybody was clapping. I was like, come much, on, man. Uh, those are kind of... I guess a, a retelling, not really a retelling. What am I looking but, for? A re a recap, almost. But End of Evangelion does, that's where the shit goes That replaces down. the last three episodes or yeah. so. See, I, I, I've never, it's I've never seen it. It's a new ending I know for moments for him. We've talked about one in particular, the hilarious bit. He's yeah. so fucked up. But I've never actually seen him. Um, so for me, this is going to be pretty good because I'm going to actually, yeah, it, it's them. really good for fans because, you know, I think it really opens a window up for a bunch of newer people that haven't got to see it. And like Absolutely. you said, it's not easy to get. Absolutely. And I don't care if it devalues my sets and stuff up there. I know that I have a, a good bit of money in that platinum set and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't care. I would. And pref- you're, you're I would never prefer- gonna get rid of it either. No, I'm not gonna get rid of it. That doesn't matter to me at all. But you know, if I wore, you know, like I could pay. If I got rid of all those, I could pay a good chunk of my my mortgage off for that. Oh boy. Um, but we do need to talk about this because. As with anything, you can't just not, have not that a whole news. mortgage just for a, the month, just a chunk, just it, for the month. <laughs> but we got to talk about this, though. We got to talk about this because you can't just have some good news like Evangelion's going to be on. Yeah, Netflix. this. No, I didn't know about this part. So there are rumors, and according to at least one of the original voice actors of the series, that's right, it's Ray. It's more than a rumor. Netflix is apparently going to redub it. No, you don't want it. No, I don't want it. No, you don't want it. I don't give a damn. All right. They they should I don't want them to touch what's already been done. Fair enough. There is uh there is some outrage over it. A lot of some of it is actually stemming from the voice actors themselves. I want to read a tweet uh from Amanda Wynn Lee uh uh who who of course w- worked on the original series. I believe was the voice of Ray, right? Uh I think so. Yeah. Let me get the, um, let me get the dub pulled up. But uh she had this to say uh, at Netflix, I co-directed the Evangelion series, and I wrote, directed, and produced Death and Rebirth and End of Ava. I know every single frame. Please, please, in all caps, let me know if you have any questions. It's important to get it right, or the flans- fans will slaughter you. Trust me. A word of warning, perhaps, from someone who's in the business and knows this stuff. Dude, and I mean, this anime has a huge backing. Yeah. Its following is Big. Like and you thought it was, you thought it was bad when they fucking put made Scarlett Johansson the major. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> Hell have no fury like the weeps. Oh boy, this it it could go bad. You know, like I have I have the original sitting on my shelf right up there. Now I want to know this, Roger. But are you telling me that if if it, if if it's true, if it if all that's true, and they redub it, you're not gonna watch an episode? Oh, I'll check it out. It's, okay. You know, if they if they kept most of the original cast, it's like when they they did Kai for Dragon Ball Z. Sure. And they cut out all the filler and all the bullshit. Mm. And you know, there were a few voice actors they couldn't get anymore, but all of the main ones were there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, in my opinion. I know a lot of people were still upset about it, but in my opinion, it wasn't bad. But if you go changing Shinji and you go changing Oscar mm. and you go changing Ray. You know, if 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 she's writing out about, you know, if she voiced one of the characters and she's asking, hey, can I please assist on this? That tells me that they're going to change major things. Yeah. Major it's, voices. It's kind of terrifying. You know, if, it, if it's very, very side characters or maybe a couple of the students here and there that appear in a couple episodes, that ain't no big deal to me. Yeah. But it's your like major, major stuff. You're never going to get... I feel like that dub was done very well. Sure. Especially for the time. And you're never going to get that feeling back. So, I, I mean, I'll throw my two cents out there. I'll be honest, man. Again, I don't have as strong right. a connection to this show. And I understand that totally. So, for me personally, I don't think I don't think a, a new dub would bother me as much. The fact, though, the idea of them as, as our, our same person there... Uh, Miss Miss Amber Wynn Lee put it uh, first Battle Angel now. Yeah, Amanda Wynn Lee was she was she uh, was Ray. She was Ray. Now she they says, did. Uh, 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 Bruna Plincia did redo her in the rebuilds. Okay. Now I was okay with that on account of this is supposed to be an entire. You know they were redoing the whole thing almost. Sure. 
But um, as as she put in another tweet, she says, first battle angel, now battle angel, now Evangelion. It's like I'm being erased from everything I ever cared about and poured my heart into. Hashtag original cast. Hashtag Netflix. So I mean, if that's the case, if it's if it is, like I don't. I feel like if. If it is, in fact, that, like, these people who were these voice actors, to be fair, they uh, want it so bad. And, like, actually other ones are saying, like, hey, I've, I've actually seen another tweet from, I believe it was Shinji's voice actor, mm-hmm. saying, yo, Netflix, I, if you're going to do this, let us do it. Like, you know, help us out, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't see what the Harmon is letting them do it, but right. I don't well, know. Well, here's, here's one thing that I'm looking at now. I'm looking at the wiki page for the voice voice actors for the English and all the rebuild movies, uh, Shinji is still Spike Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katsuragi is Allison Keith. Mm-hmm. Asuka is Tiffany Grant. They're all the same, except for Ray. Ray was the only one that was switched. In the rebuild? Yeah, but Ray What's has the that very... That's the new movies? Yeah, the rebuild. Okay. Right. Um, Ray does have a very meek voice, and it's sure. very... I feel like that it... I thought that uh, Brandon Plincia did a fine job of it. I don't know. I could still feel I've I feel it from her angle too because I don't think that she did a bad job or anything yeah. at all. Nothing that warrants being replaced in the, you know, when you could just directly drop it into Netflix. Yeah, man. It's, Why would uh, you spend the money to to do something that's already done well? Yeah, I don't know. I think the only reason I could see for it is, and I've I've seen people floating this online, is that if they're gonna do that, um. Like, it's one thing to try and appease the hardcore fans. It is completely another. Because this is not... It's, yeah, let's 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 call it what it is, man. Uh, Neon Genesis was 2004? No, it was before that, wasn't it? Oh, Neon Genesis was much earlier. It was like earlier. 90-something. So, this is a... This is... At this point, it's an old show. Neon Genesis' original run was 1995 to 1996. Yeah. There are people... Like in bars drinking right now, who who haven't seen who were born after this and don't Death give a and shit. Rebirth and the End of Evangelion were nineteen ninety seven. So the thing is, like, if they're gonna try to reach like new fans and whatnot, then as as some people were pointing out, well, it would it, it if they were gonna do that, getting like bigger names to be the voices and whatnot, that certainly could affect. I things. don't think you can change like Spike Spencer. I don't think you can change him. Yeah. He is a big name in his own right. Sure. He's done lots of things and um I mean, I'm talking like like when Gi- when they do a dub of a Ghibli movie, they get like I, I don't think Netflix is getting fucking Matt Damon yeah. to no, voice. No, I, I don't Gendo, I don't think they're going to but... get uh, Christian Bell, you know, or anything like that. That would be some shit though, wouldn't it? What are they going to get Michael Sarah to do Shinji? Getting the robot Shinji. You okay with that? You okay with Michael Sarah Shinji? You know what? <laughs> now that you mention it, I'm not okay with that. But <laughs> that would be amazing. That's kind of my my. Uh, you know, uh, I, I just don't want to get in the robot. Dad. My attached <laughs> nature to things. I attach myself to it. Listen, I attach like, myself to stuff too well, and that's not fair of me entirely. I can say no. I cannot watch it. Chris, I can watch the real thing up there, and if I were to but suggest, what if, but what if you saw Gendo? Those white gloves, those shiny ass glasses, poking over them, and he's like Shinji. Getting the robot. <laughs> I would die, dude. <laughs> I think oh, it's Sean God. Connery. Is that? <laughs> There's no way. God, he hasn't done anything since League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's a giant bummer. Anyway, 
Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the Netflix news for that one. I do have one other Netflix story I want to talk about. Yeah, you go about ahead. This Let's one. get into this. Uh, live action Cowboy Bebop. Live action Cowboy Bebop. Ten episodes. Now, it's weird because, you know, I let ri- the Neon Genesis thing get to me so much, but this doesn't bother me at all. I'm kind of into it. I kind of really want to see what they do. I, I might check out an episode or so, mm-hmm. but... I know that this I have no attachment to. If I, I have an attachment to Cowboy Bebop, if they did a live action Neon Genesis, I would probably check it out just to see. But I have no attachment to that, so it doesn't bother me that they're yeah. doing it. So do you not have it, any other feelings though? You're not hyped. You're not whatever. You're just yeah. Kinda I'm, whatever I'm about right it. in the middle. I'm I'm open minded. I would kinda say meh, meh, meh. I'm not optimistic. You're saying you're anime about it? Yeah, I would say that I you know certainly feel along with everybody else that it's probably going to be trash. But I don't know, man. They have the original director like attached right. as a consultant, right? Um, but there's a lot of talk about like how this is going to be. I've that's going to be so many things from anime come to live action, and it's almost always trash. Well, and I'm going to give it a shot. I'm definitely going to watch the I, 10 yeah, episodes. I'm not saying that I won't give it a um, shot, but I, I I have an open mind to it. Because here's the thing: is like they've been talking. I've seen rumors and rumors of rumors about a live action Cowboy Bebop Forever. for years, years and years. At one point, I remember seeing a thing that was like live action Cowboy Bebop. Fucking Keanu Reeves is Spike, and I was yeah. like, "There's no way." And then I saw John Wick, and I nutted. So yeah, let's make it happen. But I'm down for pretty much whatever with I this will one. Check it out. The but... only thing I need, and I have not seen confirmation. Like we talk about. We got we got homeboy uh, the, the director coming on to you know as a consultant. We got this guy, that guy, these people, that people. I ain't seen Yoko Kano's name in here yet. If I don't have her in them seatbelts, I might riot. Cause the music, mm-hmm. the music like we talked about it with Made in Abyss, talk about it with video games and whatnot. That music is what made it go from an extraordinary anime to a masterpiece for me. Right. You can't fuck with it. But uh, even the you know like the intros and outros that dude they're so iconic. It's, it's iconic. It's it's yeah. It's absolutely and that's that's huge. kind of the, the 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 dilemma with these live action redos that they do is because these are very iconic properties. Yeah, and people like I do with Neon Genesis, they attach themselves to that. Yeah, people are riding over the very idea of this, but I gotta say, like the very aspect of it. If nothing else, I'm gonna get some new merch. I'll buy a new Cowboy Bebop shirt. Yeah. Get yeah, that cool and it, like logo. I said, like that's what I'm was all I was trying to say give me, earlier. Give me, give me a sweet windbreaker with that it, big ass logo on the back. Hell yeah! If I watch it and it sucks, then it won't bother me that it sucked because I have the real thing. Yeah, I have I have the original material. I I don't mind that they try they they try something like this. It doesn't bother me. It's like the Death Note. Of, Everybody hated Death Note, but it didn't bother me that any you know I didn't I thought watch Death it. Note, I watch Death Note was a fine anime, but it didn't bother me that they did it or anything. Sure. Um. Yeah, to some it is sacrilege, but to yeah. Roger, it is Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> it's whatever. It's whatever. It doesn't. It's not. It's like with Neon Genesis. Keep going back to it, but you know, taking away that original voice cast that I heard from that original mm. original show. That's that's taking something away. This takes nothing away. Yeah, this is just its own little addition. It's a little tumor off to the side. Wow. And maybe maybe it's a good tumor. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's not a sweet tumor, bro. A malignant tumor, dude. It's not one of those. Oh my Christ! It's benign. Oh my sweet mercy! All right, it's a benign live action tumor. Hey, maybe maybe it presses something in your brain and something really 
really profound. Oh, happens. is this phenomenon? Are you yeah. are you John Travolta? Yeah, man. You I'm start watching, spinning the sunglasses you know, you on the table. You know that me and Kat have been watching House for oh months, dude. Oh my lord! All I've right. I've seen so much about tumors. Uh, <laughs> one last piece of anime news, just because I read this thing and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Because we can't just talk about Netflix. We got to talk about the other major stream, the other mainstream. Uh-huh. See what I did there? Mainstream. Uh, Hulu has signed an exclusive deal with Funimation. They're going to be getting all of the uh, the new stuff. As they're airing in Japan, they will be on Hulu. Dubs and su- uh, subs uh, subs and dubs as they become available. Uh, it's happening. That's a that's a huge deal. Notably, of course, your MHAs, your, uh, right. your uh, Attack it's, on Titans. What it's sounding like is everything that Verve had is now just going to move to Hulu. Sure. Now, I don't know if they'll have as many properties... They 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 are definitely going in on it, man. I read a thing that was talking about how uh, big numbers from last year, like anime, had there was huge sales and subscriptions and all this stuff. It's like an all time high for like mm-hmm. anime as a medium, as a as an as a form of you know entertainment. And so it makes sense that Hulu and Netflix are going all the fuck in on them, right? Uh, it's huge and, stuff. And I mean, Funimation got bought by Sony, and you know Sony is gonna they're gonna push that shit to the moon if they yeah, can. It's gonna be massive. And and it makes sense, you know, if you could if you could choose between having the the exclusivity of doing your mm-hmm. simul dubs and stuff like that and getting your episodes out one day and, and having some sort of partnership, would you wanna do it with Crunchyroll or would you wanna do it with Hulu? Hulu's huge, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know anybody who doesn't at least know what Hulu I don't, is. I don't know tons of people that, that have Verve. Yeah. I know most of my good buddies do. Yeah. You do. I do. We I love told you Verve. about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was bummed uh, whenever Funimation left. But from a business standpoint, I can see. Yeah. You know, Sony's like, hey, let's get this on Hulu. That's that a good move. Everybody has. Yeah, man. I mean, I can probably drop the Funimation subscription. We were talking yeah, about that. Yeah. That app is awful, dude. <laughs> On the on the console, it's not it's not terrible on the phone. Yeah, but let me tell you about how many times that I'm like, you know what? I think I got my 4K TV sitting you right here. You can cast. I got all your, my settings you dialed can into how cast I like it them. to your TV. Don't pretend like you can't. I want to drain my phone battery. Oh, you're a weakling. Uh, I lied. One more piece of anime news. Let's get to this one because I just read it a moment ago. Uh, Netflix. Still doing more shit. Like I said, they're going all in on it. Yeah. New series of uh, Ghost in the Shell going to Netflix. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot uh, you told me about that right before we started. Yeah. That's uh, kind of exciting, too. I'm pretty psyched. We got that sack, dude. Yeah. It's apparently the title is, let me look this up to make sure I'm saying it right. It's SAC, I think, 2049. Standalone Complex. Uh, standalone Complex, yeah. Rush uh, 2049 on the 64. It was a great game. Wow. Wasn't it, was it also Blade Runner 2049? Is that the last Blade Runner? What's up with 2049? I don't know. Good year. It used to be like everything was like in the year 2000 or something. Now we're going to 2049, I suppose. Maybe there's uh, just a lot of information out there for 2049 that it's getting us prepped for something. Something crazy. Oh, God. But yeah, it is. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to take my hat off now. Why is you, you and your tinfoil hat. Uh, yes. SA, sorry. 2045. Ha ha. I was wrong. Damn. Uh, it was a few years off. But yes, Ghost in the Shell, SAC 2045, or perhaps SAC 2045, obviously stands for Standalone Complex. It is uh, the director of Standalone Complex, uh, and uh, let's see, yeah, Standalone Complex's Kenji Kamiyama and Apple Seeds Shinji Aramaki, what, uh, are going to be in on this. It's uh, it's big news. Hey man, all I say is just give me some tachikomas. <laughs> 
You want them Tachi Comas? Yeah, they did the they did the kind of like rebuild that thing for Ghost in the Shell. Want no Tachi Comas? Yeah, I didn't. There were tanks and stuff, but they weren't that. They weren't. I don't. They did do those the new movies, couple. and I yeah, you're That's talking about the talking movies. About their yeah, rides and stuff. Like I like that. started watching one, and the art style was too different, and I couldn't was, get into it. It was. They were okay. The the couple that I watched were okay, but there was no Tachi Comas. I gotta say, I. I need to rewatch Ghost in the Shell. I remember that. I remember liking that show a lot. Oh, I love it. Like the movie, I have. I actually own the movie on VHS, oddly enough. But I did. Uh, I remember watching Standalone Complex and Second Gig and all those, and and being like, man, this is pretty cool. But a lot of it, it felt really heady. Like they get into a lot of like existential stuff with like you know what is the show. I always and the felt like they, you know, blah. I'm very easy to get lost in something, but I always felt like they pulled it around enough. And sometimes it just takes a little bit for them to really explain it. Sometimes they leave it open for a reason. Yeah. They leave you confused for a reason. That, the thing but about that show... they close their ends very well, yeah. I felt like. Yeah, I'm with you there. But like the thing about that show is like the action scenes were fucking incredible. They sure were. There was a, there was so many bits where they're just sitting there talking about stuff. And I, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But I feel like if I watch it now, I'll, I'll have a you'll, better You'll, you'll follow it, it man. Yeah. It's, it's good. But that's uh, uh that's our anime news. But um and we got through it. Yeah, and well we also got a little piece of kind of video game, kind of anime news too. What's Are you uh, talking about the I, I I did want to talk about the Smash thing. I do want to mention something else while we're talking about Netflix. Uh Baki is supposed to be coming here this month in December Ooh. of 2018. Baki so, the Grappler? Yeah. So is? if you're familiar with Baki the Grappler or you want to watch a really kick-ass tournament anime now, I haven't seen this this remake of it yet, but uh, all sources point to it being pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, these guys have muscles on their muscles, muscles, muscles. Uh, like JoJo's got JoJo ate JoJo. Yeah. They get they they get ridiculous. <laughs> the guy from they Fifth like, of the Fist of the North Star ate JoJo. Yeah. In this anime, <laughs> dude, uh, there are characters that flex, and it looks like they have a demon's face on their back. What in the hell are you talking it's about? Crazy, dude. This sounds outrageous. Um, but that is coming to America this month, so. All right, stay on the look for that. Sounds and- hot. I remember. I think I told you about there was, <laughs> there was a uh, Twitter account uh, that was like an official thing where they had like it was called Hanabaki and it was clips from Hanabato versus Baki. Oh my god, dude, that sounds incredible. It was really rad. It was like who had the who had the uh, best like bad guy monologue this week, and it's like showed two. <laughs> it was so good, and it's just like this this small girl holding a holding a badminton racket, like talking, and there's like this giant dude like like <laughs> it's fucking great. Anyway, it's perfect. Yeah, but, sounds sounds rad. Yeah, and then the DLC for the first DLC character for Smash got announced. Smash oh Ultimate. Boy. We did do a live stream of that last last night. Laugh night. It, yeah, laugh night. We <laughs> did. We had a lot of laughs. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I got um, I got some good spikes in. Yeah. Whoop a little ass. You whooped a little ass. I sucked a little D. <laughs> but only a little. I, I am not very good at that game yet. But I'm thinking about picking it up after we finish this. So we'll Roger, see what happens. Roger, don't um, hurt yourself. Uh, so the DLC is Joker from Persona 5. Now you'll know him as the main character from Persona 5 if you played the PS4 game or it was on PS3 as well. But also, there's an anime for it. So yeah. that kind of fits it's in here. It's a little halfsy. Yeah. A little half and half. So uh, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, cool. I, I don't... just thought it was neat. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on this. I didn't play those games. I haven't seen that show. I don't know jack nor shit about it. it that just... game is so stylish, dude. It is well, so yeah, I've, stylish. Well, yeah, I've seen a lot of clips of it. I've seen, like, a lot of art of that character and whatnot. And I'm just like, man, it looks cool, but also I just don't It came out know. of left field, really, like. Yeah, it's pretty 
it feels very random. We're talking a little earlier, and like, we were if saying if there's ever a chance for Goku to be in this game, here it's it is. Basically confirmed now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We got four more DLC to go, but I mean, it's not. I Persona's not even neat. on the Switch. You know it is. Fucking Xenoverse Two and Fighters. Sure is. It sure is. What if what if it's not Goku? What if they like show Goku and then he gets blasted by Vegeta and it's Vegeta? <laughs> I'd take it. Yeah. I'd take it. So um well dude, I, that's all the all the news we have really. But I do want to ask you one very special question. What's that, my For dude? For the first time at the end of this oh, no. podcast. <gasps> my guy, what have you been watching? You know, not a whole hell of a lot. Pretty much uh I <laughs> I can't lie, man. Uh the last couple days I've been all about that Smash Bros. Dude, I'm about to be all about that Smash Bros. And uh, the days preceding that, I finally picked up God of War, and I've been playing the hell out of that. Here it's good. It's very good. I'm enjoying it. But uh, you know what I did make time for was uh, uh, Bloom Into You, another episode of that sure. one. I just, I'm I'm going to stop mentioning it now, because every, every week it's the same thing. I really like it. Really want to see what happens. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, and I did watch another episode or two of... Um, uh, what you who's it? What you, what you who's it? Uh, Zombieland Saga, mm-hmm. which I'm seeing I'm seeing more and more people talk about that online. It's very popular. We might have to do more talk yeah. more about that. But that's a that's a fun show. Um, some fun stuff. I don't have a whole hell of a lot to say about them, cause I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot else. What have you been watching, my guy? Dude, I finished off a uh, a full anime, and Ooh. I have started another one. Tell me about it, stud. Now, after we finished recording last week, it was hot in here. I stepped in. I thought about editing the episode, um, which was a mistake not doing, by the way, because the next Ooh day boy. I had uh, our power kept going out oh. last Saturday. So I was like, I had the episode every time it was uploading, the power would fucking go out, dude, Yikes, and I would lose dude. our episode. That's a bummer. Eventually, I got it out. I got it out that afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday it was fine. I had that right on time, but... um. I watched this anime called, uh, and I don't even know if you can call it an anime. It's on High Dive. Okay. I think you would call it an anime. It's, it, you know, it's animated based from a manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, the style of it is all rotoscope. Are you familiar with that technique? I think that, yeah, this is the thing. I saw your, your you had a video about here's the top whatever shows on high dive. Yes, I, I did make a video this week. I try to do a random video on Tuesdays. Yeah, I, I I was watching. I was like, okay, he's practicing putting the clips on the videos. I, see. I am. It was but a little bit of that. I, I saw the first the first one. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw the first show you talked about. I think this then must be Then that's what it. I'm about to talk about. Oh, boy. that Yeah, it is fully rotoscoped. It is creepy. It, it is. It, ooh, it, it kind of, it makes you very uneasy to watch. Please tell me about it. It makes me very uneasy to watch, dude, from start to finish. So I started it last, uh, after we finished, last Friday. Ran all the way I, through it? I, no, I went through six episodes. And, and then you, and then the you next laid day in bed shaking. I had to watch something to cleanse my palate before I went to went to sleep. I had to put on something cute. Uh, <laughs> like, this is, this is so much. Okay, and Tell me I, about have, it, bro. I have, uh, a, I wouldn't say I'm terribly anxious but i do have anxiety i've I've seen it in effect yeah and this show is just in it soaring but it was one of those things i i couldn't look away except for those parts that i put my hand over my face and i looked away waiting for this shit to be done okay so what this story follows is called what flowers of evil flowers of evil it is on high dive oh god the main character is 
a bookworm. Okay. He's kind of standoffish. He's so there will be three main characters we get, and each one feels like a trope. Mm-hmm. But they are so much more than that. Um, your your first main character, uh, Taco, he is he's like I said, he's a bookworm, and he's fascinated with weird books and old books, like old poems and stuff like that. His dad, I believe, his dad is maybe a writer, mm-hmm. uh, but his dad reads a lot too, and he's uh. He loves this book called Flowers of Evil by Baudelaire. Charles gotcha. Baudelaire, I think, is the guy's name. It is a real book. I have gotcha. not read it myself. The I don't know what the hell the book is about. It doesn't really explain too much of it. Actually, there is a big point where he explains his thoughts on the book, and I will not spoil that for anybody that watches. But he's kind of weird, and there is a girl that sits behind him, Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody kind of, she's Nakamura. the creepy girl. Yeah. Knock. Arshinsuke. <laughs> she's creepy. Nobody wants anything to do with her. And then there is Taco's love interest, uh, uh, Sakia. Oh, wait, is it? It's Saki. Just Saki. S-A-E-K-I. Saki. Saki. Um, and she's typically, you know, she gets good grades. She's good at sports or whatever. She's that trope. And, you know, you got weird Nakamura behind him. Yeah. The the angry girl. Mm-hmm. He leaves his book in the class. He goes back to get his book. And Saki's gym uniform just falls out onto the floor. Oh, no. And he's, like, fighting back and forth with himself whether or not he wants to. So he's a horrible creep. He's kind of, he's a little creep. They're in middle school. He's. A bit of a creep. Yeah, he's a bit of a creep, but I think does a lot he, of us wore. Does he snatch this person's clothes? He is sitting over the clothes debating whether or not... He's having an internal struggle in his mind whether or not it's worth taking He's just standing clothes. there sweating, looking at Yes, kind of. Oh, no. And he picks them... He hears a noise, and he freaks, and he stuffs them under his shirt, and he runs out with them. What a fucking... Okay. He feels awful at home about it. He feels terrible. He wants to. He wants to put them back the next day. He goes in and everybody's talking about a pervert that stole her clothes. Oh, God. So he decides not to put them back because he doesn't want to be named as a pervert. Even though he wants to apologize and stuff. Or at least he leads on that he wants to apologize. Mm-hmm. And he's biking home that day and he gets stopped by Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Nakamura was staying after school because she got in a... She called the the teacher a shit face. Heh. <laughs> In the middle of class. So she was there late because she was acting a fool. Yeah. She saw him take the clothes. Oh, no. She forces him into a contract with her. In which, what? In which she... It's essentially, you know, it's... I will blab to everybody that you stole the clothes unless you do all these things that I have you do. You just listen to what I tell you to do and you do it. The shit that she has him do... Is so fucking uncomfortable, dude. She is disturbed. She is definitely disturbed. And this is when we start getting our characters. We can tell that Nakamura is on the verge of a psychotic breakdown. Good God. Um, Takio is now, with the stuff that she has him doing, is mentally breaking down. He's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Mm. And then you get the love interest later on, uh, Saki. Mm-hmm. And whenever, so it builds up seven moment or seven episodes for this moment that you know happened the very first the gym clothes incident. Mm-hmm. 
seventh episode in, we get some we get something happen on that, and that's when she really gets introduced into the story. And it is very shocking of of the way that she takes it too. I don't okay. want to spoil too much about her because I my mind I was like, oh some of the shit Nakamura has this poor kid do. And and the hardest thing about it is that I can see this happening in real life. Like this is all doable stuff. This could plant an idea in somebody's head, and they could do this to somebody. Oh no! Because it's not, you know, it's it's you more gotta, mental. You stuff. gotta give an example. Like, what is one thing? She. I won't. I, okay, I'll give one example. Okay, one example, and I won't tell how it ends because how, it ends what in is a this, nightmare. What is it rated? <laughs> Uh, this show I would I would recommend for teens because it is a bit. But I mean is, this this thing you're about to tell me about is it a rated R situation? No. Okay, tell me about but it. But it's incredibly uncomfortable. He's going on a date with uh-huh. Saki. Okay. Takio goes on a date with Saki. Gotcha. Now this is before the whole spillover thing. Uh, this is before that moment in episode seven where gotcha. all that comes to to a head. Uh, this is leading up to it, and this is part of Nakamura's mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't believe that that this girl wants to go on a date with him. Sure. So Nakamura finds out she's kind of stalking behind, and she knows that they're going on a date. She goes, hey, I got an idea. I'm not going to stop your date or anything like that. I'm actually happy for you. Meet me 30 minutes before your date uh, at the park and bring the gym clothes with you. And he's like, he, at first he objects to it, but he has no choice or she's going to, you know, like this is a crucial moment where she could ruin everything for him. You mm. know, he's finally feeling sure, pretty sure, good sure. about himself. He has this girl that he likes. Uh-huh. So he meets her at the park. He meets her at the park. She shoves him into the girl's restroom, pins him in the stall, and she tells him, do you have the gym clothes? And he pulls them out and hands them to her. She goes, now put these on under your clothes. Okay, I saw that coming. So he's he goes on this date wearing her gym clothes under him. That's fucked up. He has a very light shirt on, a very light white button up shirt, and some slacks, some light should've, slacks. Should have wore that beefy tee, bro. <clears throat> and the gym clothes have you know giant lettering on them, sure, with the names and everything. Now I'm not gonna say how those or if they get exposed or if they just you know they build the suspense to it. But that scene in particular is really like it's like almost sickening waiting for something to happen. Just the way they spin it, plus the rotoscope style really adds to the yeah, show. Yeah, like you're definitely you gotta you gotta like watch that video about the top five whatever. Yeah, uh, on high dive. On top high dive. five anime on high dive. Boy, oh boy, just 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 watching those bits of it, it's fair it's very disturbing because if you're not familiar with rotoscope it's basically like you filmed a person it's real life and then you draw over it yeah basically. essentially yeah you get just imagine you have a pane of glass sure you're looking out on a street somebody's just standing on a street and you draw you the, trace those yeah. lines yeah you just trace the lines it's like a it's like a realism minimal minimalism it's yeah. hard to, to really describe and, and the colors are like in the clips i saw looked fairly flat and it's like not no, super the, any humans yeah. any humans on the show do not have a lick of shading on them yeah it's very it's it's fairly just it's very disturbing yeah and just the way that it's built and the way that it's written i cannot recommend that if you like things like that i cannot recommend it enough now if you are very anxious and you don't like uncomfortable situations like that yeah don't watch this yeah because there are there are points where i like i think i'm going to be sick 
Jesus. But I, I have enough about me that, that I knew, you know, I could have turned it off at any point, and I mm-hmm. didn't. I wanted to see more because I was very engrossed in the story that they were telling. Gotcha. And it's it's written very well. It has now been collected into three. Uh, you can get three books here that have the whole the whole manga. This only covers the very first of those three books. Oof. But there is resolution in this anime, mm-hmm. even though there's not a season after it. There, they do something so clever. The writer does something so clever that I was extremely impressed, and. It gave enough closure that I was satisfied, and now I want those books. Mm. I want to read what happens to the rest of the story. I have I have looked a little bit into it and spoiled a couple things here and there, but it wasn't enough to make me say, no, I don't want to read this, because that's how how pulled into this story that I was. Gotcha. And it's it's so it's so well done. Mm. I really if you can handle something like that, watch it. Just watch it. Sounds pretty rad. It's twelve episodes. Another thing that I want to mention is uh, the outro music. Is the end credits is so weird. It's fucking random. Okay. It's strange, but the intros are broken apart into three episodes each. The first ah, episode it switches every three. The the first episode is uh, sung from the perspective of Taco. Ah, and then the, like the, the next second one, one, the lyrics change, and it's from the perspective of Nakamura. Okay. And then then we got Saki. Mm-hmm. And then we have the I'm I'm assuming that it is the writer, mm. the the creator of the the series. I'm assuming that, or it's from us as a viewer. That's wild. Yeah, the story as a whole, it is, it's good. Watch. All it. right, sounds pretty wild, man. And then I won't talk as much about this one. I, I kind of like having the uh, what have you been watching move down here because now I can really bramble about the shit that I watch. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that I really want other people. I want people to watch that because now I have nobody to talk to about it. All right. I I'll, I'll, I'll think I'm going to have to check it out. Give it a check, dude. Right. Give it a check. Right, I, right. Corey has a VR set and I'm trying to talk him into watching it on his VR. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think I could deal with that. Um, the other thing that I've been watching that I started tuning into is in 2008. I actually have the NES game. There's a Golgo 13 game. Uh-huh. He is essentially he's the the manga, the Japanese James Bond. Oh no! Except he's not an agent. He's an assassin. Okay. And in 2008, they made a a Golgo 13 anime, and it is so fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Is it so good? It's, dude. It's, it's. I can't really, like, I can't tell you that you're going to get a, a fucking amazing story out of it or something like that. Each episode is, there are 50 episodes, and each episode so far has been a one-shot episode. But it does this thing to where you're like, alright, they give you this ridiculous scenario, and Golgo, have you ever seen what uh, Golgo 13 looks like? I have not. He's His face is, he's super stone-faced, dude. He's like, He's huge, and his face is fucking blank. Uh, but he's, like, drawn almost, like, handsome. Like, he is a Bond-esque character. Yeah, I'm looking at him now on, um, on Google. These scenarios, these stupid-ass these scenarios. These eyebrows, goodness. Yeah, they give you... You're like... It really gives that feeling, like, you know, when somebody's trying to play a trick on you or something like that, or they're telling you that it's a magic trick and you want to know how it's done, you're like, all right, go ahead, give it to me. You do the little hand wave, kind of. Waiting to figure out how this shit is done. 
that's what this show does. It really it's it's intriguing because it it's so macho and it's just so the way they write it is so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's what it is, but it's good ridiculous. All right. It's cheese ridiculous, dude. And uh, this is definitely not for younger people because there are the boobies and the sex in he here. He looks... And actually, from what I understand, there are some wieners in here, too. He looks like a short-haired, actually, like a younger, fitter Steven Seagal. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Does it is the show how I'm picturing it where he's just an unstoppable badass who beats the shit out of everyone and fucks the girls? Kind of. Okay. But it's not like, okay, so. Go, uh, go that, 13, that's the, that's walks into a building. Let 12 me, assassins let me jump at him. He disarms and eviscerates all of them in one blow. <laughs> and then the bikini girl walks out. Oh, my hero. Now we're going to fuck. And then they do. Let me tell you the How first, wrong am I, Roger? Uh, he actually doesn't have tons of sex. Okay. but That it shows. But if 12 dudes jumped out at once, he would get out of he his free. He has like an honor honor about him, But too. would he just murder There's everybody? Definitely one girl would that they, was... Would they even get a lick in, is my question. The bad guys. So far, nobody's got a single lick in. Yeah, okay. So I, he's, I'm only he's, 10 episodes He's in. just an impervious badass, I'm only 10 of 50. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The first episode, let me tell you what happens in this first episode. This is where I'm like, all right, I'll watch another one. And I just kept doing this from there. The first episode sees him getting... uh, Somebody's hijacking a plane. Mm. It sees him getting released from jail or prison. Okay. By the CIA and FBI, who both want to hire him to shoot... To snipe this hijacker. (laughs) He then... (laughs) Agrees to the job. They agree to pay him $3 million. Every single job, people are like, I'll give you $3 million to do this. Jesus. And I can't tell dude, every time it's $3 million, dude. This guy makes $3 million all the time. Um, he gets out of jail. They offer him the $3 million job. He says that he needs to go speak with his guy to get a special weapon. He tells the gunsmith, this dude that has one singular buck tooth right in the middle of his mouth, um, what he wants. The guy says, oh, it'll take, uh, it'll take a week to make this gun. And he says, he throws a stack of money down and he says, I have three hours. Hmm. Good God. So the guy is making the gun in three hours. In the, a in the special process, gun. Yes. The special sniper, sniper rifle to his, his liking or and whatever. He, which he... Is going to use to shoot a person in a moving plane? Uh, well, the plane is stalled at this the point. Plane the plane is stalled. It's like on the, the tarmac it's on the or whatever. Okay. Um, but you it's know, on the, he's, on the he's gunpoint everybody, so he can't get the idea that there's somebody in shooting range. Mm-hmm. In this three hours, he gets his special gun. His gun is being made. He goes to this hotel. These mafiosos or something are telling him. They're, like, following him. He meets up with a girl. He bangs this girl. <laughs> and she is loving it, dude. Yeah, she is. She's loving it. Okay. Roger, for and God's then, sake. And then he finishes. He starts putting his clothes back he on. He finishes. I guess he's finished. He <laughs> Actually, he's just laying there, stiff as a board, with that same stone face on. Oh, and no. she's just screaming away. And 
Once all that's done, she's still on the bed and like wondering if he's, you know, like, will we come later or something like that? She's trying to have him back because will, will he you come later because so well. he didn't finish. Actually. These guys bust in the door. These people that are telling him they bust in the door. He grabs the girl off the bed, tosses her into the bathroom, rolls beside the bed, shoots all these guys dead, puts on the rest of his clothes, leaves, gets in a mini jet, flies over to this place with his gun, with his fancy gun. It's three hour fancy gun. Right. And he takes a shot from two From the plane? Uh not from the plane. Okay. He gets off the plane. I really wanted it to be from the plane. He's two kilometers away, is what they say. Jesus. They say a, a very good shooter, somebody that uh normally the CIA would hire, mm-hmm. could only make this shot from uh from a fourth of that distance. Yeah, five hundred, I was gonna yeah. guess. So he's two kilometers away. He shoots this guy in the head, walks back on the plane flies off that's the episode <laughs> roger what i can't do i can't See, this is why I, this is why i always took the notes <laughs> <laughs> and dude just the situations that they put they put him in okay and you're like okay this is definitely more ridiculous than the last how, how are they gonna write this okay it just gets wilder and wilder. Yeah, dude, it's so it's so ridiculous, but it's so good because Golgo is he's so likable. Okay, that that stupid stone face about him, and you know his his catchphrase is "Don't stand behind me if you don't want to lose your life." I don't. And there are moments where people walk up behind him and he just, just drops him, dude. <laughs> just, and it doesn't matter. He'll take a job from the CIA. The FBI, MI6, the, the NSA. mafia, <laughs> anybody, dude. He, they'll offer him $3 million and he's on the job. The WWE. There's an episode, dude. Okay, there's an episode where, of course, uh, there's a violin player. And, of course, he's shredding a Stradivarius. Bitch, Sh- he's shredding a Stradivarius. <laughs> and he's playing a song called Air on the G-String. Yeah, that's a real song. Okay. Uh, this episode is called uh, Shoot on the G-String, I think. Oh, no. The guy in the episode, he's playing the Stradivarius, dude. Good his God. string breaks and people shame him because his string breaks in this beautiful concert. So his rival is coming to, to play because he's kind of has this uh, crisis of confidence. So his rival is playing the show and he hires Golgo to get into a booth and just shoot the G-string and break it off of the guy's violin. Wait, is that is that how it happened? He pays him $3 million. <laughs> $3 million. <laughs> to shoot a string on a violin. How many episodes? It's 50. 50 episodes. So <laughs> by the end of it, he's going to have $150 million. <laughs> and, and he takes the job. And he shoots the guy's G-string. <laughs> And then, and then the guy proceeds to, this is great, because he shoots a guy's G-string, gets the $3 million, and the guy just switches and plays it on another string. He tightens up another string to the G and finishes the song on there. It's so fucking dumb, dude. I don't understand the show. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, what is this um, on? Where, where'd you watch it's this? It's on High Dive. Okay. And there is a sub and a dub on it. Now, I will say that the animation is not great. It's passable. But it's not great. Okay. The intro and outro, though, at least the very first ones that I got, they fucking rock. Okay. They fucking 
Rock, dude. All right, dude. You watching subs or dubs? I, I'm watching the dub of it. All right. Um, well, I, I might have to check out a couple episodes. You just watch a couple. It's it's definitely something that you could watch an episode of and be happy. Okay. You could watch that episode. You're like, I have 30 minutes to kill. Is there like an overarching thing? Can I just start in, in the middle? You Doesn't can matter. start in the middle as far as I know. All right. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's GoGo13, and I've been enjoying it. All right. Well, Hopefully, I'll have a great story next week for it. That's what we've been watching. <laughs> Man, I like having this at the end, dude. <laughs> But uh, I oh, I do believe that is it for the episode. I think we man. made it, guys. Uh, that's that's what we've been watching. If you want to tell us what you've been watching, or you want to tell us anything at all, by all means, hit us up uh, the Good Buddies Anime Pod at gmail Of course, you can always send questions into us. Of course, questions and whatnot. Uh, we haven't really been doing the uh, the questions and answers thing. Like we usually get some questions and answer them and talk to discuss. But maybe we'll get some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hit us up the Good Buddies Anime Pod at gmail You can also check us out on the Facebook group, the Good Buddies universe uh hit us up there join up uh you'll probably get approved unless you asshole none of y'all are assholes right not my good buddies i'll uh, approve you anyway wow and if you're an asshole i'll delete you all right uh you can also <laughs> check us out on the twitter page tgb underscore anime pod there's also the tumblr oh boy tumblr's fucking up lately but uh check that out it's uh thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com uh, we also have uh, Rapid Kick Media, where you may be listening slash watching this, listening to slash watching this right now. That is a uh, Rapid Kick Media on YouTube, and as always, they do have different names. You'll be fine. Um, of course, you can listen to the podcast anywhere that fine podcasts are sold, even though we don't sell them. That's a uh, podcast addict is what I use. You also got Stitcher, you got iTunes, you got a Pod Bean, sweet little beans. But uh, check us out, hit us up. I think that's it for the media, so we're going to go into the music credits. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course, want to give out a, a shout out to my good buddies, Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary Janes, for use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. Now, they are on Spotify, unlike us. But that song and so many other amazing tracks can only be found on marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. So hit them up, check it out. It's good stuff. We also want to give a shout out to our good buddy, Petty Theft. <laughs> That is how you pronounce it. Two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Petty theft. For the use of our closing theme song, which we are still calling A Sweet Anime mm -hmm. Dreams, which is probably starting up right about now. But check out Petty Theft on SoundCloud and Twitter. Uh, Petty Theft. -ta. But uh, that's about it for the show. Roger, you want to take us out? Or you want me to take us out? How are you uh, doing this? You got anything? You got anything to take us out on? No. Okay, I'll take this out, man. All right. So from all of us here at the Good Buddy Universe, I'm your good buddy, Brandon. I am your good buddy, Roger. Shoot on the G-string. 